At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Indeed believes less is more. That's why they have powerful tools to help you source, screen, and hire quality people faster. Learn more at Indeed.com slash credit. Welcome back to the show, everyone. It's Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host live from Las Vegas. Your other host today is James Salinas out there live in Denver, Colorado. Uh, James? The USFL is relaunching, uh, if you want to call it that, a relaunching of the USFL. They folded or ceased in 1986, uh, but going to reestablish themselves in 2022. Um, This is more football. Is this something that you could become interested in from a betting standpoint? Are we getting the Denver gold back? Those are fun. I I was a kid. I lived right by Mile High Stadium as a kid. We used to give free tickets and go to those gold games. That was like 1982 or 83, a long time mm-hmm. ago, Bridge. But uh, it was fun times back then. It was like and games were like in the summer. It was spring through the summer. Uh, but, yeah, that was being a kid. Now, is this something I'd be looking to bet? Uh, and it, it depends on the rules and the, some of the silly, the, the other couple silly leagues that we saw over the last couple years in the spring that couldn't finish and couldn't sustain. Uh 
ultimately, I did bet some of those. I was almost blindly just betting the under. Some of those numbers were way too high, just knowing that yeah, these are teams that can't move the football, and especially points come out of the passing game. They couldn't get anything going in the passing game. If they were that good, they wouldn't be playing in that league, right, Pritch? They'd be playing in the NFL. So uh-huh. for me, if I'm going to be betting this, which I probably won't be, uh, it would just be looking at totals and betting the end. Yeah, you know, my position coach in college, uh, Don Freeze, he played for the Denver Gold. Uh, it's fascinating to hear stories. And then you got the, you got the spring league right now, and those guys are paying to play in that. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. From a betting standpoint, uh, I'm not coming close to uh, the USFL, that's for sure. How about Coach K uh, announcing his retirement? Uh, it's going to be the Coach K Tour, uh, James Salinas in college basketball. Duke is 13-1 to win a national championship. Uh, your thoughts on Coach K and his retirement, and can the Blue Devils, can they send them out on, on a high note and winning the championship this year? So he's won five championships. Can he win a sixth sitting there at 13-1? to one? I would bet the no. I'd, it's a different team. That's a different era in college basketball. Right. Now with the transfer portal being open as well, like so much movement out there. So you're really going to have to dig in and look at all these other teams if you're looking ahead to see who would win the college basketball tournament next year. But as far as Coach K is concerned, I mean, five national titles, uh, That's uh, to, to his credit, I mean, you, you win five titles in different decades. Uh, they has to be something to be said for that and I know he, he's got as the you know within the last decade or so more of the one and done type player and that's not just restricted to Duke a lot of other programs went that route as well and it, it makes it hard when you, you're talking about for me I'm a big chemistry guy especially in basketball and college basketball in particular because these players are so young we saw that with Baylor and the great chemistry and toughness that we saw out of those the juniors and seniors on that team that that's not what we're going to see her out of this Duke team yeah they'll be inspired to play hard for them for for coach K all season long and uh, but they're also going to have a target on them everywhere they go as well. But as far as them being able to win it now, nah, I mean, if I'm going to look down this list, looking at Kansas 12 to one, we talked about the transfer portal. They've right. been all had a lot of action, a lot of movement, have the the Jayhawks in the transfer portal, especially at the guard position. We know how Bill Self likes to play, he likes to play inside out. And McCormick's a, a fine player on the interior. Braun as well as a, a big body. But it's hard to play inside out when you have no threat to shoot the basketball or make plays off the bounce from the guard position. That is exactly what Kansas has gone get and, and they got some men coming over in that backcourt you think about their starting backcourt now Remy Martin and the the Coleman kid from Iowa from Iowa State they're 25 they'll be 25 and 23 years old when the season starts these aren't kids out there these are grown men out there playing in the backcourt that's where I'd be looking I'd be looking at Kansas sitting there at 12 to 1 yeah how about that uh, you know coach K he's got three of his uh uh Top six scores coming back. Uh, and then, oh, okay, Duke, they're going to recruit well, too. And they've named uh, the successor, the, the new coach is going to step in place once Coach K uh, leaves. Uh, you know, the thing about coaches uh, announcing this, um, I, I don't know from a player standpoint what I would feel. Like, okay, you're, you've recruited me, now you're leaving. Um, this situation, is this going to be more about you or is this going to be about us chasing a championship? Uh, and, and so I would be conflicted as a player going into this season. That's why I wouldn't come close to 13 of one either, James, uh, which Coach K and certainly with Duke. Uh, and then there's just so much more talent in college hoops as well. So uh, it'd be interesting to see what happens in Coach K's final year head coach at Duke. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome into the program. It's Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host from Las Vegas, your other host, James Salinas, out there in Denver, Colorado. Happy to bring on to the program right now 
our VSIN senior NBA expert, Jonathan Von Tobel. JVT, how are you? Good, guys. You know, I think I'm doing better than the Lakers and the Clippers at this point right now, right? I'm not about to be eliminated from uh, the peak of my of my career. So, no, I'm, I'm doing great. Uh, glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Uh, Got to get your thoughts. I mean, the 76ers, they defeated the Wizards uh, without Embiid. James and I was talking about that injury for Joel Embiid, and uh, it's not going to get fixed until you get some type of scope or surgery for that to correct it. Uh, your thoughts on how Philly was able to band together to defeat the Wizards and, and looking forward to their matchup against the Hawks. Yeah, look, I mean, I think it's not entirely surprising that they won that game, right? One, they were favored, obviously, still laying six points. You know, the other part is it's still an inadequate team without Joel Embiid, one of the best defensive teams in the NBA. Uh, pretty quick-paced team as well. Joel Embiid slows them down. Ben Simmons in control 100% the team that kind of gets up and down the floor a little bit more and you know as good as the Wizards have been right especially at the end of the year 17 and 7 in the last 24 games they're still a team that needed to go 17 and 7 in the last 24 games to get to the eighth seed so uh, it's not entirely surprising that they took care of business yeah I'm, I'm really fascinated Pritch by what this series is going to be you know with the Joe LMB the question mark against the Atlanta Hawks you know the, the Hawks are a team that down the stretch and into the postseason over a team that I upgraded significantly in, in my own viewpoint. You know, I was very heavy on them in that series against the New York Knicks. And, I, and I'm really fascinated by potentially what they're going to bring to the table in this series if Embiid's not out there. Because if you look at the regular season series, Embiid played in all three. 76ers took care of business in a big way. They were 2-1 and one against the Atlanta Hawks. Ben Simmons missed one of those games, but they had a plus 17 net rating. Like, they crushed Atlanta in the regular season, and to be true, you know, to be fair, Trey Young missed one game, but they still got annihilated in the other game in which he played. So I'm really fascinated because I thought with a full strength Philly team, this had 76ers and five written all over it. As much as I had upgraded Philadelphia, as much as I have upgraded Atlanta, but without Joel Embiid on the floor, if he's going to miss an extended period of time, if he's not going to be fully healthy, you're talking about a less than 100 percent presence within four feet of the basket that the Atlanta Hawks I really don't have to worry about as much. Right, You have the defensive personnel to handle Atlanta if you're Philly, but you don't have the offensive firepower to match up with them. Your defense, which is very good, still has to operate at an insanely high level on a possession-to-possession basis throughout the entirety of the series. Like It's a really fascinating dynamic. If I know I'm getting Embiid for every single game, I think $2 is relatively cheap, but we just don't know that at that point. It just makes it an incredible series to look forward to. JVT, along with Embiid and the Sixers, plenty of other injuries out there to star players and key players for teams. Thinking about the Jazz, able to close out the Grizzlies last night, but then Mike Conley pulls up again. He had hamstring injuries uh, earlier. You know, latter part of the season was able to get back out on the court, and now it's flared up again. Wondering about your assessment, not only of the Jazz, and, and obviously with Donovan Mitchell, he had issues with his ankle, but he looks fully healthy and fully engaged now. But, you know, that backcourt tandem when the two of them are healthy, really tough the guard especially whether they space the floor and shoot the ball outside but now with this injury to Conley now this is going to be a grind for him to get back fortunately they got some time to rest but how do you think that injury potentially to Conley impacts this Jazz team going into the next round yeah I think it's massive man like you know you're you're probably more than likely track record shows that it's going to be a Joe Ingles right uh, that's going to start in his place as opposed to you know Jordan Clarkson but it's just to to me, James, it's, it's one less ball handler that's out there on the court, right? Because while Ingles can handle the ball for the most part, everybody can to a certain extent, you know, Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell are two guys who can attack off the bounce legitimately, right? And suck defenses in and kick it out to this litany of catch-and-shoot three-pointers that they have, right? Like So that's going to be the massive difference. While Ingles, to an extent, can do something like that, 
the ability to handle the ball is so much higher with Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley out there, and that creates so much of what the uh, Donnie, the Utah Jazz do. And he's obviously just another really awesome shooter that they're not going to have out there for them for a team that shoots well over 45% of their attempts from beyond the arc. So, yeah, I think you hit it on the head. The extra days to rest here as whatever's going to happen in the series that they're waiting for to conclude is going to happen right between them. Um, uh, between the Clippers and the Mavericks, so you're, you know, I think they're written for the Clippers to kind of win a couple of games, right, and at least extend this to seven so it gets some extra time. And I think that's going to be most important, even in a series against Dallas, for example, right. I think you can get by in a series like that without Mike Conley. But if it's Los Angeles Clippers, and I know this sounds funny considering the Clippers are down three-two in this series, and that looks good. But if it's the Clippers, you know, I you need you need him out there 100. percent You know, Los Angeles is still a very good offensive team the best three-point shooting team in the league. They have a wing presence that they can't really handle in terms of an actual physical matchups in Kawhi Leonard, so you need all hands on deck. I, I think you can get by in a series with Dallas without Mike Conley, but you're definitely going to need him against the Los Angeles Clippers. But you hit it on that, man. This time is going to be really massive for him in terms of his recovery. Yeah, absolutely. JBT, uh, V-Sen Senior, NBA expert. Uh, help me out with the Clippers, man, because uh, <laughs> I'm trying to figure them out. I'm sure you're trying to figure them out, but I know you t- uh, talk highly of them. So uh, right now in this series uh, with Dallas, the Clippers are plus 130. Uh, to win the series. They're 13 to 1 with the new NBA championship odds, uh, and the Mavericks still at 25 to 1, uh, JVT. So uh, explain the Clippers right now. What's going on with that uh, basketball team? Man, I don't know. Ty Lue can't even explain the Clippers, Pritch. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, it's crazy. And, you know, like, look, I'm a Clippers fan, right? So, like, this is doubly painful because this is my pick to make it out of the way of the conference. And this is a team that I've been rooting for, you know, since I was in, into my basketball fandom. But, but I will say this. What makes them so infuriating is that fourth quarter, right? Because they're down double digits going into the fourth quarter, and it's like, oh, wait, 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 hold on. If we lose this, we're down 3-2. Let's go on a 16-6 to run real quick and make this a game. And they do it, right? Like, that you immediately see the defensive intensity, the offensive flow, like it immediately comes back, and they get right back within that game. But then ultimately they fall down the stretch. Terrence Mann, for whatever reason, doesn't want to take that attempt, even though it looks like he had one with the four feet of the basket, kicks it out instead. Kawhi Leonard doesn't realize there's more than six seconds left on the clock, and instead of trying to find a better shot, he just throws up a prayer, right? So they put themselves in that situation where it's like now we have to make crunch time decisions, and you make two blunders at the end of that game, and now you're sitting in a 3-2 deficit, and you have to win the next two games or you go home. But, like, the talent is there. It flashes there, right? Rick Carlisle, the head coach for the Dallas Mavericks, he's been out coaching Ty Lue. He makes a great adjustment at the beginning of this game where he says, you know what, you'll be killing us in dribble penetration, attacking within four feet of the basket. I'm going to start Boban Marjanovic, and we're going to play zone. And what happens? They get nothing within four feet of the basket, but then you see Kawhi Leonard working a little bit more as a facilitator, getting within the, you know, the painted area, kicking it out to open shooters. They're playing relatively well, but at the end of the day, the offense just starts to stick again. So I like – it's hard to explain it because I think we've all seen it. We've watched this series, the flashes of what this team can potentially be. Those two wins in Dallas at times in that game, even in the first two games offensively, we saw how good they could be. But at the end of the day, you have little things. The, the margins at the edges, you're losing. Ty Lue has been outcoached in certain situations, and your offense has not been 100% efficient throughout this entire series. So, you know, like I, I'm going to stick with them as my Western Conference pick because they're still alive technically, right? And I picked them. But at the end of the day, like to win two straight against a talent like Luka Doncic, who seems to be healthier again now after that thing bothered him for at least a game, who you have had no answer for throughout this entire series, I, I just don't know how you can feel confident very, uh, very much in the Los Angeles Clippers. So I think they put together a really good performance. 
Uh, but you know, when we talk about Game Six, right? I do think that they win that and even the series up. But in a Game Seven where they've done no, absolutely nothing at home, I just don't know if I can trust them to pull this out and, and hold down Luka Doncic for two consecutive games when they really haven't been able to do it. JVT, let's talk about a couple other players that their opponents cannot handle, and we're talking about the Blazers and the Nuggets tonight. Blazers four and a half point favorites. Some places it's five. Obviously, with Joker having his way with Nurkic and, and no post defense right. from from the Portland Trail from the Blazers, as well as then the Nuggets have no answer and decide not to foul Lillard at all on any of those late game heroics that he was able to pull off. I'm not sure what the adjustments are for either team tonight, but sitting here, let's say it's Blazers at five. Which way are you leaning in this game? So I, I personally think five is is a little high. You know, we have had some seemingly lopsided results in, in these finals, right? If you look, just like if you came down out of nowhere and didn't watch the games and looked at the box scores, you, you'd see a bunch of games in which the team that won seemingly won comfortably other than the double overtime game. Um, but regardless, like, I, I think the first matchup is obviously, and this is easier said than done, Yusuf Nurkic, don't foul out. We have lost every single one of the games that you have fouled out in at this point right now. We need you on the court because this is the one thing that I've pointed out a couple of times, and it's been a talking point now around the series, Yusuf Nurkic has been solid, and Jokic has done a good job against him for the most part, right? But Nurkic is clearly the best option to defend him, and when he is not on the floor, Yusuf Nurkic, they get the Portland Trailblazers destroyed. Like, they are absolutely abysmal defensively when Jokic can do whatever he wants to eat his canter, ride a house, Jefferson sometimes they go pretty small. They need Nurkic outsers. So the first adjustment is no foul trouble for Nurkic, right? Don't contest dunks like he did, which is the foul that got him fouled out in the double overtime game. Anything like that, you got to be a little bit more tepid in certain situations because we need to against Nikola Jokic. So I think that's the other. But, but I also think for the Denver Nuggets team, you know, their success has directly been tied to their three-point shooting, right? Like a lot of these games in which they have lost, they just haven't shown up from beyond the arc. The shooting has been very high and very low in terms of some of these contests. So if they put together a balanced performance where they have been very successful within four feet of the basket and into the painted area in almost every single one of these games, it's just the shooting that has fallen off on a game-to-game basis. If they're consistent from beyond the arc, they still are facing the 29th ring defense in terms of efficiency. They're still tanking on a, an inferior opponent on the interior where Jokic thrives. I still think, like, that's why I bet on the Nuggets before the series started, I still think that there's quite a few matchups that this team can take advantage of, as well as Portland, too, right? These games have gone over the total often, but I just think at the end of the day, five seems like a lot for teams that have played five games up to this point, and a net rating of 0.3 is separating the two of them. I just don't feel like I want to lay five in that kind of a situation. So five seems like a lot to me from a side perspective. You know, JVT, it seems like everybody's on that over right now, too, in terms of total bets and, and the yeah. handle. Um, question for you on, on matchups. Uh, so Without Dame uh, going off uh, or certainly uh, more playoff experience, I mean, McCollum is out there. We know that. But uh, what about Carmelo Anthony? I I saw it subtly, him playing the five on the Joker, uh, and then I saw it even more uh, in their last game. And and so trying to keep Nurkic out of foul trouble, uh, could we see that adjustment? Melo on the floor a little bit more. He had 30 minutes in that last game, uh, at least giving Dame somebody else that he can rely upon as well. When Chris, I don't even know if it's like giving like Lillard someone to rely upon. It's Terry Stotts going, okay, I, I can't play Enos Cantor at the five, right? Like, <laughs> right. I've got to figure something out. I've got to do something differently. Let's try Lamelo Ball, and then it's uh, or Lamelo Ball, excuse me, Carmelo Anthony. With disrespect to Carmelo Anthony, I'm gonna call Lamelo Ball like that. Uh, well, let me try Carmelo and see if this works from that standpoint. Carmelo's not an insane defender by any stretch. Mm-hmm. But he's not Enos Cantor, which is already a positive. And the other is 
he gives you a guy that spaces the floor quite a bit more, right? Because now all of a sudden your five is a three-point shooter. Your five can hit at any area of the floor, and it opens up your offense a little bit more. So I would say yes, and just from the standpoint of Terry Stotts trying to get something to work in terms of those non-Nurkic minutes, I would expect to see a few more minutes of Carmelo Anthony at the five because at this point you're trying anything to make up the difference right there because it's a massive difference defensively when Nurkic is not on the floor. JVT, Lakers, Suns, Lakers at home, backs against the wall. Defending champs could get closed out tonight with the Suns. Obviously, both teams with Chris Paul's been gutting it out with his his shoulder injury, and it's clearly bothering him, but he's still out there, and he's a gamer, and who knows what's going to happen with Anthony Davis out there tonight. Obviously, all the pressure on LeBron James to have a championship-caliber performance to pull this out. The number's pretty short here as far as the Lakers are concerned, laying two at home, a total sitting at 207.5 right now. you liking either side or a total in this game? No, I mean, James, I, this this is honestly a game where I wouldn't really understand why you would want to bet a pre-flop, right? Because Anthony Davis is going to be a game-time decision. If he's going to play, then we're talking about this number going back up to like three in, in that range, you would think. Maybe not as high as three, but possibly like two and a half. If he's not going to play, I would not be surprised to see this go to like Peck or Phoenix minus one if he's not going to be out there. So from that perspective, you know, read on what's going to happen. You might get a bad number either way, so I would stay away from that. You'd affect it. You would think that his presence affects the total too. So, I, like to me, it's in game for this series. I did it last game, right? You know, my my thought was, all right, Los Angeles Lakers with LeBron James on the court without Anthony Davis, plus seven net rating. You know, they're relatively solid. Let's see if the Lakers get off to a pretty solid start and then in game a cheaper price on the Phoenix Suns. And it happened, right? You know, the Lakers get off the way. I think it was a ten nothing lead or something like that before completely falling apart. And so that's the way that I want to attack this because the Lakers in that game and in that second half when they lost Anthony Davis, you just see the lack of shot creation outside of LeBron James. There is nobody who's going to be able to run that offense. I mean, I guess you get a Dennis Schroeder game, but can you count on him? Because he has not looked good at all in this series. And they don't have anybody else outside of it. Alex Caruso, Taylor Horton Tucker, like those are, I guess, professional basketball players, but they're not guys who are going to be able to run and facilitate an offense and create their own looks. It's just really really bad for Los Angeles if Davis isn't going to be out there. It's all dependent on how you want to attack it. So I think personally, this is purely a game of in-game wagering. You see who's going to start by the time the game starts. You see how it's going, and you attack it from there. Yeah, it has to be in-game. Any betting perspective, I would assume, would have to be in-game. He's our senior NBA expert, Jonathan Von Tobel. Follow him on Twitter, at MeJVT. Thanks again for your time. That was awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. I always appreciate it. Absolutely. Jonathan Von Tobel, there he goes. Uh, you know, James, one of the things I wanted to hit on with you real quick, uh, because you're an eye test guy, really phenomenal with it. Uh, when you were Dennis Schroeder, your first year with the Lakers, and uh, you're drumming, you come along the way, uh, you're Harold. I mean, you see LeBron walk away from you. you. You haven't been a fabric of that team for a while, and yet, okay, what's going on? I'm, it's exciting to play for or play with LeBron, but then you just see the guy just exit the court uh, when you're down getting your butts whipped. I mean, what, is, what does that do to you from a me- uh, mental standpoint uh, in your matchup against the Suns? tonight for those players in particular and for the Lakers team collectively uh, obviously they're feeling the pressure and that's right. the pressure that comes with playing with LeBron playing in Los Angeles and having that Lakers jersey on your on your chest like that's the pressure and we're starting to see obviously with the injuries too and that's the biggest factor here for the Lakers with Anthony Davis uh, tough matchup when he's out that's a killer for the Lakers and like JVT said who's going to facilitate this all the pressure on LeBron James but those players that you talked about are they ready 
ready to step up and step in and contribute. I'm, I remains to be seen. I'm right there with JVT. This is in-game wagering for me only. Absolutely. I love it. Uh, up next on the program, we're going to get to some National Football League exacta with some of these divisions. Uh, that's coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
The Belmont Stakes means there are two episodes this week of the Ron Flatter Racing Pod. The first is a pop-up available now with Las Vegas bookmakers and horse players Chris Andrews, Johnny Avello, Dwayne Colucci, and Vinny Maiulo. They analyze all eight horses in this weekend's race. Tomorrow's regular episode from New York features trainers Doug O'Neill, John Sadler, and Fox Sports Racing Analyst Maggie Wolfendale morley Both episodes are available at vcen.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. And it's sponsored by First Bet. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America, and it's presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas with you today. So uh, in honor of the Belmont Stakes, uh, James, we got some exactas here if we can get them. Uh, we have some odds when it comes to the National Football League. So we got three divisions here, AFC East, AFC North. Uh, uh, let's start with the AFC East. Uh, picking the, the team, two teams to finish first and second in either order here. So Bills, Dolphins plus 115, Bills, Patriots plus 130. Uh, I'm going to stop right there because I'm not even going to go further in that division. Can we do that? Yeah, you can yeah. You can skip the Jets out. We're not putting the Jets anywhere <laughs> close. They are bringing up the rear in the AFC East, and they got a long way to go to rebuild that team and that franchise. Uh, to me, it's it's the Bills, and so I'm right there with you. Either mm-hmm. one. It's whether – is it going to be the Dolphins or the Patriots? We right. know the Bills are going to be in there, and the Bills, Bills should win the AFC East again. So is it the Dolphins or the Patriots? And it, obviously, for me, both teams – question mark at the quarterback position. What's going to happen with, where is Cam? Cam Newton couldn't be any worse than he was last year, and now you have Mac Jones. Is he going to see the field? When will he see the field? Mm-hmm. That's more like it. When is he going to get out there? And, you know, they've been in shorts and shirts, like you like to say, and he's looked great in, in shorts and shirts out there so far. But I look at the roster, and I look at the other areas on each team, and, and Dolphins continue to, to get better and better and really upgrade a lot of positions. But I think the biggest concern for me, aside from the quarterback position for the Miami Dolphins, is going to be that offensive line. It's a very young offensive line, and, and maybe those young draft picks over the last couple of years, they step up and, and they find some cohesion up front and become better. I think they want to run the football there in Miami and take some pressure off of Tua uh, to, to make throws consistently on third down or third and short as opposed to third and long. Uh, but I, I, it's just thinking about Belichick and the Patriots and a lot of the offseason moves that they've done, free agency, shoring up the tight end, some of the folks that have come back. There's a lot of leadership on that team on both sides of the football and Slater as well on at special teams. I, I think if I'm looking at this here, I'm probably mm-hmm. leaning more so towards the Patriots okay. at plus 130 than I am with the Dolphins at plus 115. Okay, exact. Uh, uh, two more divisions here. Uh, AFC North, uh, AFC West. We'll try to get to that one as well. Uh, AFC North. Pick two teams to finish first and uh, second, either order. Ravens, Browns, minus 145. Ravens, Steelers, plus 280. Browns, Steelers, uh, plus 375. I just can't go with the Steelers, Pritch. Yeah, I just think there's. I agree with you. We, we saw last year with Big Ben, and it's just, it's not going to get any better. It's a, another year older, and we saw it as the season progressed. He got off to a good start. Uh, I think he exceeded expectations coming off that elbow surgery, how they started the season. He was slinging the ball down the field, and maybe the arm got tired and or it just didn't have the the not only the accuracy down the field anymore, but just the velocity. That is 
def, uh, kind of like Cam Newton. That that yeah. really has regressed, and it's not going to get any better. Even though he's got a full off season, another off season away from the surgery to recover. But I just can't go with Pittsburgh. The, the Steelers' defense will be as sound as always, but offensively, the offensive line is going through a lot of transition, and then the identity of that team of Big Ben just throwing short passing game to substitute for a lack of a running game. Uh, make it me, make it for me. Even though it's chalk here at a lay at a dollar forty-five, make it the Ravens and Browns to come in first and second. In I'm division. with you on that one too. AFC West teams. I mean, Chiefs Broncos minus one hundred five. Uh, Chiefs Chargers plus one hundred fifty. Chiefs Raiders plus five twenty-five. Uh, teams to finish first and second. Throw out the latter one you just had <laughs> with the Raiders. That- they're not going to be finishing anywhere. Okay. It's it's third place at best, in my opinion. They're not going to get up there. But I think about the Broncos, and let's just state this isn't with Aaron Rodgers, because obviously that's a different story if Aaron Rodgers happens to put on a Bronco uniform this year. So with Teddy Bridgewater and or Drew Locke, are those going to be the guys that either one of those guys that can vault them over the top to be able to get into, let's just say, second place? Is mm-hmm. this still Kansas City's division to lose in the AFC West? But what about the Chargers at the quarterback position? At least you know where where they stand at the quarterback position. Uh, they're set with Herbert, and, and he's now going to have a full offseason to work and get better, although they are transitioning their coaching staff, and I'm always kind of leery about that. But yeah, I, I like what the Broncos have done on the defensive side, especially in the secondary. Let's I'll, I'll lay the chalk. I'll go with the Broncos and the Chiefs to come in and exact at first and second place. All right. Uh, two chalk plays for exactly. That's not bad. Uh, pretty decent odds, two minus 105 right there in the AFC West. Uh, up next on the program, Woody Page from Around the Horn at ESPN. He's going to help us out everything Denver, Nuggets, Avs, including the Broncos. to see what he has to say about Aaron Rodgers. That's coming up next. We have a new feature on vcin.com every day. We're posting the latest betting splits on every game in major sports with current odds and what percentage of bets and money are being placed on each game. Check this info daily to find out which games are seeing the most tickets written and if that matches the money coming in on those games, which is sure to give you a betting edge. And of course, we have all the odds, data, and analysis for every game as well. Start your next sports bet at vcin.com. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Richard, your host out here in Las Vegas. Your other host is James Salinas uh, out there in Denver, Colorado. Also out in Denver, Colorado, the region, Woody Page uh, from Around the Horn on ESPN. Woody, welcome to the program. How are you? Thanks, Mike and James. Uh, I appreciate you having me on. I uh, can't appreciate- imagine why I got nothing to promote, but <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> well, we love your insight. Uh, legendary columnist out there, everything Denver, certainly. Um, but your insight when it comes to what the Nuggets are doing, their ability maybe perhaps to close out Portland uh, in game six, epic game five. Uh, Coach Malone uh, doing a great job, I think, too. Uh, your thoughts on the Nuggets right now, uh, putting in perspective that season and their ability to close out in game six, perhaps? 
Well, I thought you were calling me because the USFL announced it's coming back after 25 years, and I thought, Mike, you probably would want to make a comeback with the United States Football League. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? If we have time, we'll get to that. (laughs) (laughs) In regard to uh, Mike Malone almost blew that the other night. Uh, It's interesting, and both of you guys know this, that uh, I was trying to find out today if uh, the last time there had been back-to-back overtime games, and I'm talking about the Blazers and the Nuggets two nights ago, and then last night uh, the Las Vegas uh, Golden Knights and, uh, and, uh, and, and, and the Avalanche went into overtime. So same, same arena, overtimes, back-to-back. But uh, uh, I think Mike Malone almost blew that the other night because they had an opportunity on a couple occasions in two overtimes to foul Damian Willard, and they didn't do it. And if they had fouled him, he'd get two free throws, and the game would have been over. So Mike Malone has done an exceptional job, I think, this season, given that Jamal Murray uh, is not in the lineup, and he was their star player last year uh, during the bubble. But without Jamal Murray, they've had a lot of guys step up and really uh, make a difference in the series, talking about guys that just came off the sofa. (laughs) Right. Austin Rivers was on the sofa for like two months, and then to have uh, uh, other guys step forward, uh, full Monty, I'm calling him, Monte uh, Morris uh, coming through the other night. So I I just got off around the horn a few minutes ago, and I'll probably be on about the same time we're talking, but uh, we tape a little bit ahead of time. Uh, but I expect this game uh, to go the way of the Blazers tonight. I think that they're going to get uh, a good effort out of, of course, Lillard. But he, even with his 55 points and 10 assists, he couldn't win the game the other night. But McCollum was really big in previous series, and he was awful the other night. So if McCollum steps, steps up, I think this is a series that belongs in seven games. You know, these other games involving the Knicks and uh, even the Clippers and the Lakers and some of these other teams, Wizards, didn't deserve to go seven games. But this this series needs to go seven games. It, it, the teams have played even enough, and it's been exciting enough that uh, this this should be a seven-game series. Come back to Denver, and when they played in 2019, same situation, and the Blazers ended up winning in Denver in game seven. Woody, James Salinas, right out here in Denver, Colorado, like yourself. Pleasure to have you on. Thanks for taking some time with us today. So you mentioned Michael Malone and thinking about what he's been able to do with really this beat-up and banged-up makeshift roster, especially in the backcourt. And I want to talk about a couple of players that I think, uh, number one, Monte Morris, you mentioned, spectacular game in Game 5 in Denver and really helped. Without him, that was was not going to be a win for the Nuggets. But thinking about Michael Porter Jr., feels like for Malone, and it's just maddening for he's just a maddening player for Coach Malone, uh, and we've heard him give some tongue lashings about uh, publicly as well about some of these players, and in particular Michael Porter Jr. What do you expect to see out of him, really having to step into the shoes to score like Jamal Murray did last year in the playoff bubble? Thinking, all right, Game Four, really disinterested performance from Michael Porter Jr., and then Game Five hit one of the big clutch shots down the stretch to win that game. Yeah, twenty-five points. Uh... 10, 12 rebounds. That's what you hope for if you're a Nuggets follower that he could give on a consistent basis, but he doesn't. And 
it sort of reminds me of Carmelo, with, who needs to be thrown into the mix. Carmelo with the Blazers now, and uh, whether or not he's going out to blazing glory, because this will be his last year. But Carmelo reminded me, of it, James, of that sort of player when he was early in his career with the Nuggets, that he would go for 30 points one night and six the next night. And Michael Porter was the best high school player in the country, without a doubt. Uh, and then he had all of those injury problems when he uh, went to Missouri and then came to the Nuggets. And what Michael Malone has given him is tough love. Reminds me, uh, people remembering uh, Doug Moe, that Doug Moe would chew on Alex English's butt all the time, just all the time. And uh, Kiki Vandaway, and I'm going back to the to the 80s and the early 90s, that uh, that was the same sort of attitude that Michael Malone takes toward Michael Porter. He doesn't rip on, on Nokic. Uh, who's going to be the most valuable player, but he rips on, on Michael Porter all the time. And Michael told me at some point, talking about Michael Malone, that uh, it's almost like being a father figure, that he really just you know wants to come down hard on him because he wants him to be great. He wants him to be, he can't be Michael Jordan, but he can be one of the top uh, dozen players in the league because of that height his uh, rebounding ability, his uh, his shooting ability from the three-point range. So if you look at that game tonight, specifically, does Michael Porter go back to the way he was, as you brought up in game four, where he had three shots from the field? I mean, you can't, you can't shoot three times when Jamal Murray's gone and you're supposed to be the second, offensive, second offensive player for this team. And then he comes off and plays extremely well last year. So I think if you watch the game tonight, and you guys know this, because you're in time zones that nobody pays attention to. <laughs> Woody. When I say that, because Portland and Denver yeah. is buried somewhere at like 10 o'clock at night, even in Las Vegas or Denver. Woody. And on the west, on the east coast, people watching, uh, you know, midnight yeah. to watch these games. Woody, we're going to take a quick break, uh, but I want you to finish your thoughts about the Nuggets. Also, I got to get your thoughts with the Avs and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, so uh, thanks again for the time. We're going to get back to Woody Page after this. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests. We're gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Everybody turn a $1 wager on the Lakers or Suns into 100 If either team hits a three with BetMGM, just use bonus code VSIN100 when you sign up with the King of Sportsbooks. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com for more details and make sure to use promo code VSIN100. It's a new customer offer paid and free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions must be at least 21. Located in Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan. New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly if you feel you have a problem. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. And Tennessee, call or text the red line 800-889-9789. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas, your host today. And on our program right now, Woody Page from Around the Horn with ESPN, legendary columnist out there in Denver. Uh, Woody, the Denver Broncos situations, because we're curious about the Denver Broncos here on Betting Across America from a win total standpoint, winning the division standpoint, that right now they have a quarterback competition, Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, and then they have this lingering uh, possibility with Aaron Rodgers. 
if made available, uh, do you believe they go after Aaron Rodgers or do they settle with Drew Locke and uh, Teddy Bridgewater right now? Uh, if if Aaron Rodgers were to become available, they would jump at him in a moment. But it's my firm belief that the Green Bay Packers are not going to let him go. If he, I'll just make this really short, but if the Packers were to let him go and they get, four, let's say, four number one draft choices, we'll just throw that out there, and maybe a player or two, a quarterback, they're going to fall to five or six victories, and they're going to be in trouble for years. Really? I mean, if, if anything, you want to try and squeeze as much as you can out of Aaron Rodgers. So they're going to work this out. I, I see them. They're making uh, cap plans right now. They're kind of switching around so they have more cap room. I think they go after Julio Jones, too, and just do whatever they can, I believe, to make it more comfortable for Aaron Rodgers to come back and everybody can uh, can get in the same uh frame of mind to the point of even if uh, it takes getting rid of the general manager or or making some moves there. But yes, the Broncos would. There is a situation, and both of you know this, if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterback. <laughs> and that's basically what the Broncos have. But there is an open competition between Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. And based on what I'm hearing on Zoom conference calls with players and talking to one of the players, and I'll leave it at that, but one of the players is my neighbor, and I talk to him all the time. The players sort of are leaning toward Teddy Bridgewater. I don't know whether that's because he has uh, been a starter over the years in Minnesota, was a starter replacing Drew Brees when Brees got hurt in New Orleans and was the starter in Carolina last year, even though they weren't any good. And I just think that the players are uh, quietly taking the side of Teddy Bridgewater. And even one of the players, um, Portland Sutton, brought up that uh, that Drew Brees is more of a drill-type passer uh, and that Teddy Bridgewater is more of a uh, – timing kind of passer. So I think that Bridgewater is uh, sort of in the lead for the moment, but uh, it could go either way. But I know that George Payton, if Aaron Rodgers were to become out there on the market, I think the Broncos and the Raiders, mentioning Las Vegas and Denver, that they would be the two teams to try and make a run at Aaron Rodgers. Woody, so we're talking about the offense. Let's talk to the other side of the football for the Broncos competing and being able to compete with the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC West, and it's on the defensive side and thinking about what they've done in the secondary and in particular at the cornerback position, upgrading that roster. Uh, but thinking about Von Miller and coming into his hit, coming off the injury, now coming into his contract situation last year on his contract, what do you expect to see not only out of this defense collectively this year for the Broncos, but from Von Vaughn Miller coming back from this injury situation from last year. Exceptional defense. Uh, Dick Fangio has always proven to be a very good defensive coach, and he replaced a guy here who basically followed him, Wade Phillips. Always improved defenses wherever he went, and I wonder why he doesn't have a job in the league. But Fangio has always improved teams, 
uh, on the defense, and that's his strength. And so I expect them to be good. I expect uh, in talking to Bond during the offseason, he's healthy again. You put him up on one side and Bradley Chubb on the other. And the quarterbacks, they've improved. Now, it seemed to me, and I, and I don't think I'm giving away any secrets, it seemed to me that they're trying to do everything in the world, just like the Raiders in Las Vegas, to improve enough to at least compete with Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. So if you sit here today, you'd say the Chiefs have a very likely chance of going back to the Super Bowl for a third consecutive year. So it's going to be, I don't think, if we were to sit here, the three of us, and say the Broncos are going to be stuck, I don't know of a better word, with, with, with Drew Locke or with Teddy Bridgewater, they're going to have to be, the Chiefs, who they haven't been beaten in 10 straight games with their defense. And so they've got to load up on defense to have any kind of opportunity to be able to even compete with, I think, Kansas City. And number two right now would be uh, uh, Los Angeles Chargers because of, they do have a, a, a great young quarterback and they've made a had a good draft and have made a lot of improvements there. So uh, the Broncos are fighting with the Raiders to see who will be third and who will be fourth. That's that's where I see it. But in specifically, Von Miller, he's now gone over the 30-year age, and he's not going to be as great as he was when he won a Super Bowl MVP, but I think he can come back certainly stronger after having a serious uh, uh, leg injury and be at least a damn good player for another two or three years. Yeah, we're speaking with Woody Page from Around the Horn on ESPN. Uh, before we let you go, Woody, uh, i got to ask you about Game 3, uh, the Avs and the Knights out here in Vegas on Friday. Uh, who do you have in this game? I have the Knights. The Knights uh, should have won last night. Uh, got beat by a team that didn't play as well as the Knights did. Uh, this is going to be just I talked about the Blazers and the Nuggets. This is going to be a series that's going to go to seven games, I think. I mean, these two teams are tight. They went down to the final game uh, uh, in regard to who was going to win the President's Trophy. Uh, I'm watching the game last night, covering it. I thought the Knights totally outplayed uh, the Avalanche, but got kind of stoned by uh, a, a goaltender and then had a, had a terrible mistake in overtime. Uh, to lose the game. So I think that's going to be a seven-game series, just like the Blazers and the Nuggets. I just think that uh, uh, the Vegas Knights are almost as good as the Avalanche. The Avalanche has a little bit more offense with that uh, top line to have. All right. We'll look forward for those seven games. That's for sure. He's Woody Page around the horn ESPN. Woody, can't thank you enough for your time today. That was awesome. Yes, and I, th- I think Mike does. Uh, you thought I was kidding, but I think Mike has a chance uh, if the USFL team comes to Denver or Las Vegas to play football again. There you go. 51-year-old receiver getting it done out there in Colorado. We'll look for that. That's for sure. <laughs> Take care, Woody. Thanks, guys. Thank you. James, uh, a 51-year-old receiver in the USFL. That could happen, by the way. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised Straps. if that doesn't happen. 
lace them up, tape them up, Pritch. Let's get it. Let's see you back out there on on the field. And I, I think about the USFL. Now, that was a different. We talked about these last couple leagues, the XFL, whatever those yeah. last two silly leagues that they ran in the spring. But the USFL was actually good football. There was a lot of high-quality pro-level talent, a lot of great players that were in the USFL uh, back then. So it was an actual quality league, and those were fun games. And I was a participant as far as being in the stands to go and be a spectator and watch. Good times yeah. back then. But I'm rooting for you, Pritch. Let's I want to see you tape it up, strap it up, get out there. That's going to be a lot of tape, by the way. Um, James, uh, player props before we end the show today, NBA playoffs. Um, do you have any player props uh, you want to mention right now? I was looking at a couple for the Nuggets game, and in particular, uh, looking at Compazzo. Now, Compazzo okay. is sitting at nine and a half points. I don't think he's going to have the minutes. We saw Monte Morris' spectacular game coming off the bench. He's been hurt. He was hurt for quite a while for the Nuggets, missed a number of games, and that's why not only both Compazzo, but then they had to go get Rivers because of Monte Morris' injury, as well as obviously for Jamal Murray being gone. I don't know how much we're going to actually see Composo out there tonight. I think he'll probably, if if he does start, I suspect he'll probably want to keep the rotation the same and bring that energy and that and that confidence off the bench for the Nuggets. I think the Composo's numbers are going to be very limited on the court tonight. And so, looking at nine and a half points, I don't know how many minutes he's going to play. I don't know how many touches he's going to play, but he's not going to be out there to shoot the basketball. Nine and a half points for Composo seems way too high. I'm looking at the under. All right, uh, take. A, I'm taking a second look at that one too because you know you look. At at this game, game six, uh, game five was epic, uh, a thriller, really. So can game six even come close to that? Uh, or is it going to be a completely different matchup, uh, a completely different type of game tonight? I know I it's too hard to replicate an awesome 20 right. you know a, a double overtime game Dame hitting shots from half court and and even Michael Porter Jr. we talked about him with Woody and is what what Michael Porter Jr. are we going to see tonight his point total is sitting at 20 and a half I'm going to say he probably goes under that total I don't know if I'm going to play that one but as far as what we're going to see from Composo I don't think he's going to get the minutes and then the other side what about McCollum where's mm-hmm. McCollum been stepping out of bounds figure out where you're at on the court young fella I think he has a bigger game. He was huge for them two years ago in Game 7 to close out that series here in Denver. I think think McCollum has a bounce back game. His point total sitting at 22.5. I might be looking to play him on the over. All right, yeah, looking at that uh, minus 5 there for Portland as well. You know, the insight from Woody, too, in terms of Malone uh, almost blowing it. Uh, That's been on the minds of a lot of people out there in Denver. James, good luck with everything tonight. We'll see you back on the program tomorrow. Same to you, my friend. Have a good night. Absolutely. You do the same. My guys in the desert coming up next. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. 
Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.